Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the of reformation yeah the bar biblical and reformed welcome everybody to the bar it's your boy Dwayne in the building that's right you're at the bar where we are biblical and reformed and we're right back in here with another installment of the local pastor spotlight this I've been getting probably the most feedback uh, I'm glad you guys guys are enjoying this um, it, it's always encouraging to uh, other pastors that be that are tuning in to hear what's going on out there I mean we've had church planners we've had church planners that failed we had guys that's been in it for a while and today we're blessed so blessed to have uh, a, a gentleman that's actually not too far from me i'm in greenville south carolina and he's in atlanta uh you got pastor josh how are you this afternoon doing good Dwayne. good to be with you yes sir i appreciate you joining me sir taking time out of your busy schedule you know you pastors y'all i saw you were uh traveling the world uh, a couple weeks ago i was like i hope we get back in time for the show <laughs> so yeah we stay busy oh i know it i know it man so let's start it off with uh with uh just tell us a little bit about yourself uh whatever you want to talk about whether it's personal or professional just give the people that may not know you uh a little background on yourself sure happy to um my name is Josh. I serve as a pastor here in the Atlanta area, so just west of Atlanta, Georgia. Douglasville is the community. Um, have the privilege to serve um, a Baptist church that I actually grew up in as a boy, so um, quite a unique experience just to be able to serve the people that served me as you know, a young boy growing up in the context of this church. Um, mm -hmm. Went away to seminary, uh, you know, served um, as a pastor out of state for seven years, um, and then they extended a call to me to come, you know, come home and serve this church. So I've been here serving as pastor for, uh, well, I guess almost seven years now, and um, during that time, I've had the joy of watching the church grow and 
and um, embrace a biblical understanding of preaching, biblical understanding of church planting, and we've developed some really uh, good things uh, as far as ministries go to uh, strengthen the church, and part of that, of course, would be the G3 conference, and it's just been a, it's been a privilege to serve this body, so um, so I'm a, a pastor, I'm, I'm also a I'm a husband to my wife, Carrie. We have four children, ages 11 mm-hmm. to 3, so we stay quite busy um, with family life, enjoy being a father and the joys of trying to, you know, be a pastor in my own home before I serve right. as a pastor to the people. So that's always um, a challenge and a joy at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome, awesome. Man, That's let's, let's talk about... Uh, passing the church you grew up in, like, you know, that uh, is very unique, number one. Um, so I guess <clears throat> let's talk about the reception. Um, what, was it was it difficult, you know, for for the people or, you know, maybe relationships or was it kind of smooth or easy? <laughs> My arrival here, Dwayne, was um, was. Uh, during a rocky season of this church's ministry in life. So Mm -hmm. um, I came, I I came after two pastors had served this church for about 10 years each. Mm. um, And um, it was a really good thing. A a lot of growth in the church, a lot of maturity and that type of thing. And then there was a pastor that came in that was only here for about nine months. There were some character issues and some different things that happened. Mm-hmm. And so it was during that particular context that, that I came. And so um, my arrival here was met by some with open arms and then others not so much open arms. And uh, so it was <laughs> right. it was. It was, you know, it was one of those things where you at first didn't know if the person loved you or hated you. So, um, mm. but but that was that was early on, and God blessed um, initially and gave us a, a good transition. We worked through a lot of the the issues that were happening in the life of the church, but just in general, serving the church that I grew up in. My wife also grew up here as as a young hmm. girl in this church, and so we met here. Our, our families have been rooted here, and so it's a privilege. I mean, I have people that come into the life of the church, and I have some older members that might say things like, well, if you want to know some things about Pastor Josh, you know, do you, well, we're happy to talk with you, and so I, <laughs> I let them finish. And I just say, well, you know, the street runs both directions, so I know a lot of things yeah. about you as well. So, <laughs> uh, but it's 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 a it's a privilege to serve the church I grew up in. It's um it's a joy, it's an honor, and I and I certainly count it as an honor. Wow, that's that's pretty pretty unique. Again, man, um, and, and I guess the reason why it kind of resonates, uh because uh, I feel called to ministry and, and, you know, that was one of the things my grandma used to say is, you know, I was going to go back home and, and <clears throat> excuse me, pastor my, my old church. So that's why I was like, Hmm, that's, that, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. interesting, you know? Um, but okay. So coming in, uh, you know, you, you grew up there. Uh, so that means, you know, the community pretty much. Uh, so what were some of uh some of the things that that you try to implement to help, uh, I guess, impact the community that you were a part of. 
Well, initially, um, the first thing I thought was if we're going to impact the community, we have to have a, a, a healthy foundation to build upon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's no good to go out into the community and do all types of evangelistic outreach, you know, opportunities and things of that nature if the foundation that you're building upon is not healthy. Right. And so I tried to establish from day number one a healthy diet of biblical exposition. Interestingly enough, the two gentlemen that had pastored the church when I was a boy and then as a young adult, um, those two men had a healthy view of expository preaching. Hmm. Um, then during the wake between those those men and then, of course, uh, the man that followed, so you had some interim pastors, and then you had a pastor that was far different than those mm-hmm. expositors. The church had started to drift. Even in a short period of time, the you know the outlook of the church was looking at pragmatism and things mm. that they could do to respond mm-hmm. to the decline of the church. And instead of doing as Martin Lloyd-Jones did when he arrived at his church years ago, uh, just nailing the pulpit to the center of the stage and saying, we're going to make it or break it on the preaching of the Word of God, and it's going to be true biblical preaching— um, mm-hmm. That wasn't necessarily the you know the opinion of a lot of the people in the church at that time, and so I wanted to establish a firm commitment to a steady diet of expository preaching, and then I wanted to move beyond that to restructuring our um, pastoral staff to be an elder-led mm-hmm. congregation, so we uh, would establish over time a plurality of elders who work together uh, to oversee and to shepherd the flock. And so started to lead studies with the deacons and preach on these different subject matters when time would, um, you know, be given to that particular subject. And then as, as you know, uh, we tried to do that in a very careful and patient manner, not just trying to let the mm-hmm. pendulum swing mm-hmm. quickly, God blessed, and we were able to see us move that direction so that we are now, uh, you know, a church that has a plurality of deacons who serve and a plurality of elders who lead, and I believe that that's a very healthy thing. So that was one of the first things that we would Mm -hmm. set our focus on, you know, at the beginning of the ministry here. Right. Well, I'm glad you you took it in that that uh, that route to to give the foundation, because, you know, just even I I know I did. My listeners may have assumed those things were in place. You know what I'm saying? Like the the plurality of elders and in the sound biblical teaching uh, uh, or, you know, expository teaching. So I'm glad you you you, I guess let us know that you had to kind of reestablish some of that, you know, cause it could be, you know, taken for granted. People think that, you know, it's been like that and you just kind of came in and, and just kept the wheels moving. But, uh, praise God that, you know, he used you to, uh, to, to, to bring them back to the you know, importance of scripture and, and expository preaching. That's awesome. Awesome stuff. Um, so as far as, uh, you know, you gave us the the kind of the background and of of the uh, the government. I mean, the governing bodies or whatever, and all of that. So, as far as the vision goes for the ministry, what what are some of the things that you want to see happen, and or some of the things that you're working towards? So, presently, um, I think one of the things that we would just as pastors, if we were just to sit here around the table and, and have a conversation, we would say that. 
as all pastors should, we are laboring for the maturity of the body. So we want mm-hmm. the church to grow. We want the church to grow in diversity. We want the church to grow in age diversity and racial diversity. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want the church to grow and expand in a various, you know, uh, uh, you might say various different um, degrees. But at the heart of all of that is this catalyst of growth that must come through spiritual maturity. And so sanctification, mm-hmm. pursuit of holiness, these things are not negotiable items when it comes to ministry within the local church. And so what we would say as pastors is that we have a desire to see the church growing first in biblical um, in, in biblical sanctification that's a pursuit of God, and then we can start to see the the fruit of that type of growth would become, you know, evident in, you know, numerical growth in the days to come. Mm-hmm. But that's an ongoing process, and that's a never-ending goal for pastors. And so that's just, you know, at the center, core, the heartbeat of where we are as a church is just wanting to make sure that we understand what does it mean to be a part of a church? Because, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm honest, if I just look at the evangelical church as a whole, if I just look at Atlanta, Georgia, for instance, if I just look at Douglasville, the west side of Atlanta, I see a lot of gimmicks and trickery and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and marketing, you know, uh, aspects to church growth. I mean, we have pastors who are dressing up in costumes and telling stories and, you know, there's all this stuff. And it's like, I just want to ask, what in the world is the church supposed to be about? And so Mm. um, we're really just emphasize those things on an ongoing basis. And then we have, you know, our upcoming theme for 2018 for the G3 conference is knowing God, a biblical understanding Mm -hmm. of discipleship. And so we're trying to lead our church to be more healthy through biblical discipleship. And one of the ways we're doing that is through the eldership uh, taking the church membership, and each family is receiving a home visit from one of the elders in the calendar year, where we don't just talk about whether or not the Braves are going to have a winning season in their new stadium. (laughs) It's more focused on the spiritual well-being of their home and their marriage Mm -hmm. and their children. And so we want to really drive at leading the individual families to, you know, pursue God, to pursue holiness. And then we think that that would be something that transforms the entire church. Wow. I love it. I love it, man. Um, You know, just just thinking, I I come out of the charismatic world um, and where – you know, uh, bigger is better, uh, you know, name, name, stars, whatever, whatever. Uh, and one thing that that uh, that I really uh, like about uh, your ministry that, you know, that I can see. And then even, you know, when I came when the G3 uh, this year is the the focus on the local church. You know, it's not about, you know, the big names or whatever, but it's more or less uh, the importance of it. Uh, let, let's take a, a few moments here just to talk about just the, the importance of it and, and why, you know, we, we need to refocus on that for those that may have, you know, kind of strayed away or went to the place where they're looking for a name or looking for, you know, the next big thing. 
Well, yeah, that's that's a very good question. I'm glad you've asked it. Um, I would say that without the local church, you can't be the Christian that God's demanded mm. that we be. And so your spiritual life is dependent first upon God, but second of all, God's plan and his will for your life is the local church. So mm-hmm. I would say uh, we, we choose our, our spouses carefully. I'd say we choose our churches carefully. We should do so. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it, it is God's will for us to flourish spiritually and to grow and mature spiritually um, through a local church context where we have this this setup that God has ordained from the beginning just as he's ordained a certain type of role and responsibility inside the marriage relationship, he's likewise done that in the life of the church. And so Mm. he's established elders to oversee and care for the souls of people. So we shepherd people's souls as pastors. And so we should take that seriously, not just as pastors, but we should take it seriously as, as a church in general. So the membership should take that seriously. What Mm -hmm. that means is it means that, I, myself, and my family are under authority within the church, and we are involved in relationships that should sharpen us and hold us accountable to spiritual growth. So this idea of just being an island unto yourself mm-hmm. or listening to you know YouTube sermons <laughs> and that type of thing and think that you can grow spiritually, it's not going to happen. It's right. like eating junk food and thinking that you're going to work out and become physically fit. I mean, it's just not going to work. It's garbage in, garbage out. So there's a there's a model that God has ordained from the beginning, and it's that he wants us to be um, living our lives and, and uh, putting on display the glory of God through the ministries and through the spiritual giftedness that he uses and that he appoints in the local church. And so the local church is vital. It's a mm-hmm. must. It's not up for debate. And we must we must major on the local church. Yeah. And that I totally agree, you know, and, and that, that opinion has uh you know recently, you know, uh I guess been been developing myself. Um but, you know, with the growing uh I guess technology and availability, like you talk about YouTube and 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 all of that, you know, so even if I'm you know, I'm listening to sound doctrine on YouTube, that that's not good enough, Pastor? <laughs> no, it's not good enough. And the reason it's not is because um you need someone that can sit across the table from you and look you in the face and hold you accountable. You Amen. need someone to be, you need someone to be in your business and see that's what we don't like. See, right. Uh, the, the 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 longer that I hang around Christian people at conferences, the more worried I become. To be quite honest, um, mm. because I hear a lot of young people talking about the fact that they listen to so and so on YouTube and they they you know read you know certain blogs and they're growing mm-hmm. spiritually because of the books that they're reading. Uh, the problem that the problem with that type of thing is that that's supplemental growth, but mm-hmm, those particular mm-hmm. individuals are not called to shepherd their soul, and so they don't have anyone in their business. And so what we have is we have a lot of people that want this this spiritual privacy fence where they build it up and they say, "Now, <laughs> you know, 
you just leave me alone. I'm going to be okay on my own over here. And that's not so. And we have that same type of mindset in the church. There's a lot of people that have this Americanized view of individualism where they think that they can just be an island unto themselves and they don't need the pastor. He's more or less just a talking head in the pulpit on Sunday. And so they just view the pastor in that way. But what we need is we need to get back to what real pastors are called to do, and that's to be shepherds. And what does mm-hmm. a shepherd do? He, spend, he, he, uh, he spends time with the sheep. And what right. does a shepherd do beyond that? He corrects the sheep. He goes and rescues the sheep. He brings the sheep from the, the field that it's not supposed to be in, from the edge of the cliff. He brings it back to the fold. He leads it uh, to, um, to to good, healthy food. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's what a shepherd is to do biblically as well, as far as the Word of God is concerned. And so we need people to be able to sit across the table, look us in the face, and say, Brother, you've missed it here, and uh, you need to come back. You need you're not you're not leading your family in the appropriate way, and so we just need uh, biblical shepherds to do their job. And so, yeah, YouTube blogs and uh, podcasts are simply not good enough. They're good supplemental learning, but it's not mm-hmm. good enough. Yeah, so that means you guys still stay subscribed. I'm a supplement, not not your pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, man. Um, so I guess what about the people that say, "Hey, pastor, uh, th- there's not a good church in my area," or "I'm reformed, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a reformed church in my area." So that's why I, I'm on YouTube. What What is your answer to those folks? I once heard um, someone ask R.C. Sproul that question about what if the closest biblical church was an hour away, what should what should we do? And he said, mm-hmm. without hesitation, he said, drive. He said, Many <laughs> I love do. it. He said, just get in the car and drive. I mean, we'll drive an hour to work. You know, if That's you work true. in L.A. or if you work in Atlanta, then you're going to be driving, spending a lot of time in the car every day. So we're not afraid mm-hmm. to do that for work every day, but on Sunday we want to go to – a church that's, you know, unbiblical, and uh, mm-hmm. our family suffer. So I would just say, don't go to YouTube. Just get in the car and find a good, solid church and commit yourself to it. And and here's what I would say beyond that. I would say, if you find a church that you believe wholeheartedly is a sound biblical church, but you live 60 or 70 miles away, then why not move closer? Mm. <laughs> move closer to your church so that you can plant your your life in that church and then drive a bit you know farther to work if if need be that's what i would say right nice i like it i love it good deal good deal so uh i guess let's uh let's transition a little bit uh to talk about g3 um first i guess where did the vision come from for it and uh you know, what What kind of got, got that whole conference idea started? When I arrived here uh, almost seven years ago, we looked at the landscape of Atlanta, Georgia, and we saw nothing but health, wealth, and prosperity, um, very deficient ministries, no good solid theology conferences. And so we're having to travel to, you know, Ligonier Conference in Florida mm-hmm. or John Piper's conference in Minneapolis or John MacArthur's conference in Los Angeles. We said, mm-hmm. why don't we have something good here in the Atlanta area? So 
we started praying about it, myself and one of my fellow elders here in the church started praying about it. And we tried to do something called Missions in March initially, uh, where it was every Monday night in March we had a different preacher come to our church, and we it was free. We advertised it within state Baptist newspapers and spread the word to you know other other uh, churches. And we expected that we would have a good turnout on those Monday evenings in March. And we had each preacher coming to preach on a different subject for that night, but. At the end of that month, as we evaluated it, we said, you know, we just really didn't hit these goals. I mean, if you if we're honest, the the attendance was was not really good. Um, mm-hmm. The preachers weren't able to uh, interact with one another because they were in and out, you know, depending on what night they were there, so they didn't overlap. And uh, so you just had various different problems. And so we said, why don't we just consider, you know, praying about doing a three day conference like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, everyone could be uh, committed to getting back home to their local church on the Lord's Day. So we started praying about it, and that's how the whole idea came about. So I said, why don't we call it the G3 Conference? stands for Gospel, Grace, and Glory. Let it be known from the very beginning. This is a theology conference. We're not going to blush about that. Right. uh, and so that's how it started. And so we held it the first year was 2013. We held it here in our church um, in Douglasville. And the first year we thought we would have maybe two or three hundred people show up. And um, but as it turned out, we had about six or seven hundred people show up, and it was packed out to mm-hmm. standing standing room only. And Each year from that year on, it was a sold-out conference. And so as we were approaching 2017, we said, why don't we think about maybe, since we're selling out the conference each year and we have a waiting list, why don't we consider maybe looking outside of our campus, which was a very difficult decision for us because, you know, I mean, it's just a lot goes into that. And so we prayed about that, and then the Lord just ended up opening doors and opportunities for us to hold the conference where we did last year, which was the uh, Georgia International Convention Center over across from the Atlanta airport. So people mm-hmm. would travel in from all over the world. They land um, at Atlanta airport and then just ride a train over to their hotel um, just across the interstate and stay there and have the conference. And so turned out really good. Uh, We've made some adjustments, you know, for this upcoming year, going to be held in the same place um, as last year. We we made a decision not to bring it back to the local church campus here, simply because if we did so, just in seven days, Dwayne, from uh, Mm -hmm. early registration at the conference, we sold out our church campus. So, I believe it. So. So if, if we sell out the church campus in seven days, we said, well, we should probably, just to be good stewards of the ministry, we should consider looking off of campus again. So after a season of prayer and planning and talking with our elders and then eventually with our church, we've made the decision to go back to the convention center indefinitely at this point, and mm-hmm. then we'll just you know, continue to try to be good stewards of the ministry that the Lord's blessed us with. Right. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Humble beginnings, man. And what I love about it is, uh, you know, being at a convention center is, is you know, that's, that's major because uh, I remember 
uh, some years ago when I was in the charismatic world. I think I went down there for one of TD Jake's conferences. So it was almost like a <laughs> like a reconciliation, you know, <laughs> go down, go back down there for for some sound doctrine and you know <laughs> it was it was it was refreshing man you know just to to be at the same place but getting you know totally you different need, you, teaching yeah you need to reach out to him and invite him to the 2018 g3 <laughs> sure sure yeah I, i'll call him yeah whatever <laughs> you know them guys are untouchable man uh which which actually goes to say man um i met a lot of people at G3, got to shake hands with Vody and Steve Lawson and Chalice and, I mean, a whole bunch of guys. And they were all so approachable and so, you know, and, and which was which was a shock, you know. I mean, not saying that they would be, like, superstar level, but just going from that world where, you know, you got four or five bodyguards and, and armor barrels and all of that, and then just seeing these guys yeah. just walking around, you know, like like whatever, you yeah. know, I bumped. Bumped into Phil Johnson and and uh, you know just just that that personal and that real and I really really enjoyed that um, and then I mean almost everybody I name except Vody has been on the show because of a conversation I had at G three so that that is a blessing. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, Vody's really worried about uh, not having bodyguards. We really need to work on that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> That big guy, good grief! When I seen him, I was like, "Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a big fella." Yeah, you can tell he's been really working out too, man. He he looked like a linebacker. Yeah, he's gonna good be deal. He's gonna be here with us uh, Sunday. He's preaching for us here at our church Sunday. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. awesome. Awesome. That is awesome. Man, tell him tell him Dwayne want him on the bar, man. Last time he, he was he was in the middle of traveling. Just a thirty minute conversation, man. That's all I want with him. <laughs> Just throw that out there for me, Pastor. Okay. I appreciate it. But yeah, I, I want to personally thank uh, you and your ministry for that conference. Um, like I said, it was the first one I've been to, first, you know, reform conference I've been to, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I was doing a, uh, like I said, I met a lot of great people, um, you know, made a lot of network uh, connections and, and all of that. And uh, it was just a beautiful thing, you know, like I said, in this area, you know, uh I, I couldn't afford to go to Florida this year, you know, just had a baby and I couldn't afford to go to LA and, you know, things like that. So having one in Atlanta, Georgia, that I could drive to and stay with friends. Uh, that was, that was just a, a, a big blessing. So I just want to thank you on the air for that. Uh, you and your, your ministry. I'll be sure to pass along the word to the church and to our elders, but you know, we certainly appreciate the the kind words. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And speaking of network connections, we made one while we was there, and we're going to take a quick commercial break for one of those commercials. This is the Chocolate Knox. If you love that wonderful sensation of chewing glass, this is the show for you. Cross Politic is a weekly show and podcast that mixes the taboo formula of faith, culture, and politics, proclaiming the Lordship of Christ in every corner of our culture. Hallelujah. Gabriel Wrench is a deacon from Texas. And he wears overalls. One time. <laughs> Chocolate Knox, a.k.a. David Shannon. He's a movie maker from Minnesota. Action! I'm Toby Sumter, pastor here in Moscow, Idaho, and I used to live in Alaska. Did you know that? No. No. We've interviewed everyone from Alveda King to Ted Cruz to Steve Dace to Walter Williams, and we invite you to join us here at Cross Politic as we learn to fight 
laugh, and feast, all to the glory of God. CrossPolitik.com. All right, y'all, we in here with uh, Pastor Josh and, uh, man, having a good time talking about the local church and talking about G3 and all of that. He's been so kind and gracious to uh, to join us here on the bar. And uh, this is the back half of the podcast. Uh, Pastor Josh, I told you I wasn't going to hold you long. So I'm going to give you the bar signature questions. And the first bar signature question is... What kind of music do you listen to? If we were to hook your cell phone up to uh, aux cable and, and, and press play and, and random or, or shuffle, what would we be hearing? You're going to hear more sermons than you're going to hear music, to be honest with you. <laughs> I do a lot of preaching. Um, I think to be a good preacher, you have to listen to a lot of good preaching. And, and so I, I try to to really sharpen my mind through the preaching of the Word. Um as far as music goes, um, I do listen to a variety of different styles, you might say. I, mm-hmm. Genres, um, I listen to some, uh, you know, I don't like to call it Christian music. There's some contemporary stuff that's out there that's okay. I listen to a lot of Sovereign Grace stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But but when I'm in the office, uh, Dwayne, I like to listen to classical music. So I have nice. classical music playing in the background, um, mm-hmm. if I'm writing, if I'm doing blogs, or if I'm doing, you know, what, what, uh, working on an article or something of that nature, I really like to just have something that's um, in the classical string family uh, that's without right. a lot of heavy words and things of that nature to just be playing. So, so you would hear that. Um, I do have, uh, I do like some, you know, some, some different stuff, but that's going to be what you hear the most of. So you're going to hear a lot of, a lot of uh, sovereign grace and a lot of um, stuff like that. Yeah. Gotcha. So no ludicrous TI or outcast. I'm just playing. Cause I know you're in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I do, I do have, I do have some, some kids that like to listen to some uh, some hip hop stuff, but uh, I, I have I have a, you might say a few different songs on my iPod, but I don't listen to it as much as they might. Gotcha. <laughs> I got you. I, I had to throw that out there, man. I I was just itching, I itching to you say. Were. That. Yeah, I, I, I was going to tell you before I got on here today, but I I chose not to. So. <laughs> good deal good deal speaking of uh sermons uh, the next signature bar question is uh what sermons or you know from who and what maybe podcasts if there's a, if there are any that you listen to i listen to a lot of sermons uh through ligonier ministries uh i listen to a lot of sermons through uh, john MacArthur's ministry um john piper's mm-hmm. ministry so you have desiring god you have ligonier you have grace to you um listen to an awful lot of preaching from those particular individuals but i also listen to the men from the g3 conference uh, on a regular basis. So I'm listening to Vody preach. I'm listening to HB Charles. I'm listening to Paul mm-hmm. Washer. I'm listening to Tim Challies. I'm listening to, you know, Phil Johnson, uh, James White. Uh, not only is he a friend, but he is brilliant. And uh, he, Oh yeah. Most he definitely. Has a lot of, I mean, just a lot of really good things in the apologetics world. So I like to listen to, 
to his show, uh, The Dividing Line, and uh, listen mm-hmm. to some debates and things to just sharpen, you know, my understanding of various different topics. So right. that's what I've tried to do. Um, as far as just uh, choosing at random, there's occasions where I might just get on YouTube and I might just search a name or a specific uh, uh, title from sermonaudio.com is a really good resource, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a lot of really good preachers. So um, I just try to, to just be well-rounded, listen to a mm-hmm. lot of different men preach different styles. I think I think one of the biggest problems in the church today is that a lot of people have a certain style of preaching, and they think that, well, if, if a person isn't preaching in that particular way, if he's not delivering, right, if his right. style of delivery is not, you know, that particular way, then they're not really drawn to listen to the content of the other style or the other preacher. And I think that we've mm-hmm. done ourselves a great uh, disservice in that way, because I think that there's oh, yeah. really good preachers that might preach like, say, H.B. Charles can really bring the mm-hmm. word. But then you have mm-hmm. other preachers that preach completely different style. So you might have someone like Tim Challies. Well, he and, mm-hmm. and Stephen Lawson or he and H.B. Charles don't preach in the same exact way, but they're saying right. really good stuff. So uh, one of the things that we do here at our church is I've led, instead of me preaching every single sermon, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we do an elder rotation on Sunday evenings. So we still have evening mm, church, nice. uh, but we have the, the elders who typically rotate in a series. Um, so if we're preaching through a book of the Bible or if we're preaching through a certain um, uh, study at the time, and I want the church to be able to listen to the content, not be so fixed upon a certain style of preacher. So I want them right. to be exposed to different types of preaching, and I think that that's very helpful. Wow, good deal. Well, I want to throw out there uh, to my listeners, because this show is going to be uh, in a couple of weeks, but uh, Pastor Josh just said one of my guests for the following week, that's the big surprise. So just go back and rewind and listen to the list of people he said from G3 and one of the guests that I'll be having next week was in that list. So anyway, um, pastor, uh, also I want to tell you to, uh, add the bar to your rotation somewhere in there. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I've, I've started yes. listening to some stuff. I was, I was traveling back from a hospital visit across Atlanta today. And one of my fellow elders was with me. And, uh, as we were driving, he was asking me about the bar. He was asking me what it was. And so he was pulling it up and reading to me some of your past episodes and I was I was very encouraged so I'm going to go back and listen to uh your podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate that, sir. Yes, sir. We're trying to do a little something up here in Greenville, South Carolina, a little something something. <laughs> yeah, good. Yes, sir. So, um right here, I'm going to give you uh the opportunity to address my folks, uh, whatever you want to say, words of encouragement or anything, and anything that you want to promote, books, blogs, events, anything, I'm going to give you that space right here. Dwayne, I appreciate it. I would say that um, I do write a blog at deliveredbygrace.com. I write two articles each week. I write two spotlights each week, which I share um, 
um, different articles and links and ministries and also do a sermon review on Monday. So I'd like to stay connected with you there. I'm also on Twitter and different social media outlets. But my encouragement to your listeners would be simply this. The greatest thing that you could give your life to, far greater than giving your life to the pursuit of recreation, the pursuit of, um, you know, a, a greater and better retirement, uh, the, uh, you know, the greatest pursuit that you could give your life to, uh, something far greater, your children will, will certainly value this far greater than they would your involvement and commitment to the local ball leagues and things of that nature is to give yourself fully to God, to love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to do so in the context of a local, tangible, visible New Testament church that actually believes and preaches the Word of God. And so if you do that, and you do that with all of your heart, then at the end of your life, your your children will thank you for that and you will uh, leave this world without the regrets of uh, pursuing trivial things that did not have eternal value. Mm. Good stuff. Yes, sir. We appreciate that and appreciate you and, and everything you're doing and, and being faithful and highlighting the local church. And this will be the conclusion of another local church spotlight. And again, thank you, sir, for your time and uh, coming and joining me and having a little fun while we do it. Uh, make sure you guys uh, uh, check the blog. I will have the link in the show notes and also in the description of the podcast. Uh, make sure you come to G3 and see me there and see Pastor Josh there and, and, and come check us out. Uh, make sure you also uh, go to our website that's www.thebarpodcast.com subscribe to our email list uh, send us a message, holler at us get with us. If nothing else we're out of here. God bless we out What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there